Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. Well Played is part of On Podcast Media Network, and I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker, and I am super excited here for episode 14. Today, I have guest Jason House with us, uh, and Jason and I are going to be talking about a great game and how we're going to sort of apply that, but I'm, I'm going to let Jason sort of kick that off, tee that off, but before we get into all of that, I want, Jason, if you could kind of give a brief introduction about yourself, that would be awesome. Sure thing. My name is Jason Howes. I teach grade six at Harbor Landing School in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. So right in the middle of the prairie. That's awesome. I love it. So uh, today, like I said, we are going to be diving into this sort of board game that came out I want to say last year, I want to say it was 2019 when this game came out, and, and the game we're sort of going to base this whole episode on is a game called Chronicles of Crime, and it, it it's it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. And uh, it, it takes some of the elements from other games, embeds them in there. It has some unique mechanics that it added that I think really have an opportunity for us to sort of rethink and reimagine a little bit of some of our lessons and it even allowed it even added like a creator so that we can take this system and kind of do our own thing which is what kind of led to this whole episode so jason give give the well-played community a little brief synopsis of just the game chronicles of crime before we get any further well, to lead into that, I should I should preface with this all came out of a teacher's table chat, uh, where you know if anyone has been in teacher's table before, the chat bar usually just explodes and has very little to do with any of the other conversations. <laughs> and so people were talking about board games, and I don't know as much about board games as as people like yourself. And so generally, what I what I do during those types of chats is I, I just start, you know, loading up tabs on my computer of board game geek pages to go back to. <laughs> That's right. And I a lot it. of them look pretty cool. And somebody mentioned this Chronicles of Crime. And and so I opened up a tab and went back to it later. And man, that game is just bananas. Like it's, it's awesome. you mentioned it's so many things and it is, but it's not, it doesn't feel like too many things. And so essentially Chronicles of Crime is uh, a, a board game that involves, uh, it's, a, it's a, a deduction game where you collect the clues and you talk to like people of interest. You basically conduct an investigation, but there's also elements of VR, of QR code scanning, of, of uh, digital maps and, and stuff like that. It's, it's wild. And... When I first went into it, I thought, well, this feels almost like a QR break-in sort of a, an idea. And and there's a lot of little applications to this. Like it was it was immediately the mechanics of this game were fascinating. Um, and I loved the simple story. I mean, we all know the detective story. It's like it's it's one of the oldest tropes in in writing, but this just felt new and and uh, and very very interactive so wow it's that interactive that's kind of the interesting piece so the game the game itself it's a it's like a murder mystery ish sort of thing it doesn't have to be murder i yeah. guess but it's chronicles of crime right you're <laughs> you're trying to figure out you're a detective on these cases and it 
it's fascinating because it, it's an app-based, well, I shouldn't say app-based, it's an app-accessorized sort of game in which the designers took a, a traditional, like, mystery so take take clue for those of you that are out there and have played yeah. that right so trying to figure out and piece together this sort of mystery but what they did was all the characters all the places all the things that are there are a, a card and the card actually isn't that great looking it's not like amazing it's got like just a <laughs> pretty basic yeah it's pretty basic it's like a hand-drawn you know, a picture of a guy, right? And then there isn't a whole lot of text on it or anything like that because what the game did, which was sort of genius, they just put a QR code there. And now the game designers on that app-assisted game can use that character many different ways in lots of different murder mysteries that can use many different locations. And right, so we can reuse all of these. We can repurpose all of these. And the other cool thing that I just, oh, is so juicy, so good that you don't usually get in a board game is... Now the things can be time dependent. So if I go and interview like the wife of the, you know, Absolutely. like the, the victim, if I do that like day one, her response and what I get from her might be different than if I go day four, day five, or if I go back twice, maybe it'll be a different story, different thing, which the app can kind of keep track of when in the game am I seeing this person? Who else have I talked to? What? info have i've gathered like this intricate tapestry the app can handle all of that and produce kind of interesting results uh but ultimately you only have so much time to solve the case so you can't like just yeah. say i'm gonna ask this person 17 times like well no like then you're definitely gonna lose so it's this yeah, balance you've got a certain number of actions that you can that you can take before the case goes cold right and so every time you choose to talk to somebody that's a, an action or or it accounts for so much time and it's it's fascinating the the way that like you're mentioning the like the way that you know sequence of interviews or the the number of times or the the early uh stage of the interviews all determines what their response is it has a very kind of like tabletop rpg kind of feel to it you know where it's it's very experiential you're right there in it and you are deciding where this game goes. You know, you're not, you're railroaded by the, the idea of like, there is a crime that you need to solve. You can't just go like on random side quests, but you determine what your actions are going to be. Follow the evidence and it's, it's Follow wild. the evidence. That's, it's so true, right? That's it. <laughs> Follow the evidence. Uh, the game is thrilling. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what would you say it plays in? What would you say we finish? Sorry? What would you say we finish that game in? Like, what what would you say the time time frame on that is? Oh, you'd need a couple of hours for that game. You think? I think so. I would. <laughs> Maybe a better gamer uh, could do it faster, but. Uh, well, no, I'm not saying that we would necessarily get the right answer <laughs> by no means, but I, I think, I think that game's 90 minutes or so. Yeah. So that sounds about right. Yeah. And like, so like I say on a lot of these shows, uh, I still think board games are a good investment for you and your family and your friends. I mean, 90 minutes for, you know, a 30, $40 game. Uh, you know, if you compare that to going out to dinner, if you compare that to going to the movies, like 
and then the fact that you can play this multiple times and and you then can, we haven't yeah. gotten to the exciting part yeah we're really going to be talking about this concept of like qr interview-esque sort of thing and how we can kind of apply that to sort of our classrooms and our lesson design like that's just an extra bonus that's just a huge cherry on the top but the game itself is fantastic and you guys definitely should check out chronicles of crime and i'm going to suggest if i may as a little plug to a family friend here stephanie crawford has a game shop and with her husband dan crawford called cabbages and kings dot games and i'd say suggest picking it up there i know the amazon buttons like super easy to click but you know in these covid times i think it's really important we try to help out local and i know this isn't local but she's one of our own right she's an educator she's a teacher yeah, we've all got our local game stores that we need to uh, we need to support these days. They're they're having a tougher time than Mr. Bezos, and so let's let's you know throw a throw a, a couple of bucks their way when we can. And I know we're all addicted to Amazon Prime delivery timeframes, but like we're just stuck at home. Like you you can wait seven days, right? You can we wait are. seven days. Yeah. So uh, all right, so back on point. End sidebar. Here, here we are. Uh, this this game. All right, so Chronicles of Crime. We have this QR code sort of integration. And we have this idea of just a like dummy sort of picture of an item, a place, a person, QR code below. How are you planning on integrating this idea, this system into your design? So what got us kind of talking um, on Twitter was the when I threw it out there that you know, this could be a great way. We all have those things that, those pieces of content that are just drags. And uh, and for me, the the one kind of unit that we have to teach in uh, in grade six in my province is around like Atlantic trade partners. And for your average, you know, 11, 12 year old, um, nothing could be duller than Atlantic trade partners. And so when I, when I saw this, I'm like, that's really cool. And I could kind of pivot this, um, give it a bit of a, a reinvention. Look at like if, if we in introduce a mystery into that. And so when you're looking at trade, you know, every country that, that has international trade, they, they suffer from like people introducing fraudulent goods into the into the market. And so that was kind of where I started. This was the idea of kind of this counterfeit investigation. You are a, a border agent, um, a border security agent, and you are basically keeping an eye out for these different goods that are coming in. And so I loved, like you mentioned, the simple look of this game. But I think it's I think it's beautifully sophisticated in how it's designed. So we've got a, a simple game board um, that every every student or group will have, um, and that's where you kind of keep track of your evidence. It also serves as your interview room when you want to talk to witnesses or suspects or people of interest. But then there's this gradual acquisition of other pieces that as you travel to different places. Um, you can you add those to this expanding uh, game board. And so I made some sections for that for, you know, I think I have six different uh, countries uh, around the Atlantic that, you know, trade with uh, with Canada. 
And so during all of this, like, yes, they will be kind of trying to solve this mystery, but we're also then learning about geography. We're learning about language. We're learning about, you know, geopolitical relationships where there's a lot of complex stuff that when introduced in a game, just become part of the game. And they're not like you kind of get rid of the trivia without losing the background knowledge that uh, you just repurpose the the knowledge itself. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I I mean, what a good answer. I mean, solid answer. I I think you. I mean, to unpack a little bit of what you said, uh, starting from the end of what you said, you really talked about this idea that while games themselves can be complex and maybe to you non-gamers out there sometimes it's like oh like i don't know there's all these rules there's this stuff i gotta tell you though the game provides an apparatus a context of everything and it actually makes the rest of the learning i think easier and more approachable to access so 100 uh, percent. I, I i i really like that and i want others out there to sort of hear that that like don't be so afraid of the game apparatus because you're actually providing i think an easier pathway for your students and you know isn't that part of our role is to like help bring people into understanding and a game context actually does a really good job of bringing that understanding so Mm -hmm. i like that uh as far as the game setup I mean, this is this is neat, and I have a colleague at my school, Chuck Taft. I don't know if you follow him on M Taft. Yeah, Yeah, great, great guy, filled with wonderful ideas. I mean, truly off the charts creative. I absolutely love the guy. Super hard worker. That creativity doesn't uh, mean it's easy (laughs) for him. He definitely puts in a hard day's work to to design these lessons. But I think it's really cool. Before Chronicles of Crime ever was a thing, he does a Vietnam war sort of i don't even know if simulation is the right word i I just want to call it an experience where he has each uh he puts kids in groups of i don't know five six people and around the school he has put these little like taped up signs and then there's a qr like a one qr code several qr codes and then he has them walk around the building and whenever you pass one of these signs you you have to stop it's like a it's a, like a stop moment, right? If it was a video game, it would be like, whoop, like here, you yeah. got to do something. And some of them have choices, right? So you read this little situation, like you've landed at your LZ and this is happening, blah, blah, blah. Do you A, B, C, you know, kind of choose your own adventure. And then there are QR codes there. Assuming no kid is cheating, they choose one and scan that car, you know, QR code and do what it says. And they have so much supplies with them. They have so many members of their platoon more than just the actual physical students and present students Um, and then they try to make it through you know doing so many things they can take multiple paths it's not like all the students are going down the hallway to the left and down the stairs. i mean he has put them everywhere and he's just like go right because it's a non-linear path which is also like a cool element but you know at the end like there is a goal to get back to the classroom, you know, and survive, right? Um, and achieve certain objectives. And on these things, there are these objectives that it's like, you did it, you you got the guy out of the yeah. house or you, you secured that hill. Is there only hill. one way to achieve that goal or does he have multiple paths for success? Multiple paths to success. But that's the key right there. 
Yeah. And it's so cool to like see kids sort of in this literal physical choose your own adventure book. And it's so simple. And I think I just want to like, ah, I want to scream it on the mountaintops that like sometimes we, we always strive to be like super good. And that's super awesome to have that strive. But sometimes it comes at the expense. Then we don't do things because it would be too hard, right? Like, Right. We, we want to design full-on virtual experiences for our kids. I love virtual reality. I think it's great. But like the entry point on some of that is so high. They like how long it would take you to build that so high. Chuck Taft put several QR codes on a like pink sheet of paper, hung pink sheet of paper all over the place. And it took him hours to do. I don't want to like oversimplify it. But to right. build a full virtual experience of the Vietnam War is probably well beyond the scope of any teacher. But if you even had that prowess, now you're talking about thousands of hours. You have that skill set and you are working as a classroom teacher. Yeah. uh, You should really test the job market because there's probably other other avenues that you haven't really thought of yet. Um, I know what you're saying. And and it doesn't. Like, it doesn't have to be that many bells and whistles, right? When... Like we did a, a pandemic simulation shortly before we we closed down. You and guys caused the pandemic. Is that what I just heard? What's that? You guys caused the pandemic. Is what I just heard. We did not catch the pandemic, um, but we did this this simulation where kids were in different roles, and you just tell them that you're in a place, and if they're if they're part of this story, they're in that place. You don't need anything else. Um, as as far as they're concerned, that's where they are, and this is our task, and and let's do this. Like inherently, they are going to want to to have fun doing it, and so if you give them this simple path that seems like a fun time, that's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna be we're gonna be on board with this and part of the story. You know, it, I think that sometimes we we put too much emphasis on that digital kind of flashy design look and really that is very time consuming but it's not always everything the kids need yeah no this game i think also kind of proves that right i mean they could have made it way more app developed and put way more graphics to the cards and stuff but here they, they made a simple, elegant sort of solution. And this is a full retail. I mean, this is something people are spending money on. So thinking in the sort of Chuck Taft mindset of like doing that Vietnam simulation, he made the equivalent of a augmented reality game that you don't need headsets for, that you don't need a bunch of stuff. I mean, like, right, you just need the ability to QR code. And then what came up when you did the QR code typically maybe was a picture with some text, right? So it... it it, it was like a picture of like guys landing in a helicopter because you made it to your LZ with a little bit of description of, hey, because you made it and it was safe landing, like you were able to secure the perimeter and, you know, whatever, all your supplies still are with you because of that. Okay. You know, or it says you had a tough landing here, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever number you wrote down, you had 100 supplies, like now you now you have 50 supplies. Like, okay. When you got like, and then some other space, it's going to ask you if you want to spend those supplies. It's all language though. Like it's not like he's not actually printing off supplies. Kids aren't like, it's not 
but it's still like people are able to hold that in their mind. Just like people say reading a book is super awesome because it takes them to another world. It doesn't actually take them to another world. Like you're sitting in your living room reading a book. That's what you're doing. But language has the power to do that. And I, that's what I get super jazzed about gamification and like want people to see that same connection. The same way we say a book can take you somewhere else. So can just the language you use in your classroom. Just the language. No bells and whistles. No kahoot. No class craft. Just language itself is yeah. transformative. Yeah, kids just need that context, right? And, and the more um, you kind of create that, like paint that picture for them, um, yeah, the, the more, I guess, authentic it's going to feel, right? And yeah, it's, it's and, that feeling that's going to carry it through. And then you can talk about that, right? Then you can talk about what ways we add to that experience, ways that we can infuse sort of props to take it to that next level. But a lot of times I think we start with the props as opposed to starting with like even just the low-hanging fruit of language is huge. Yeah, Chronicles of Crime is a game that has these interconnected systems that, like you said, the proof really is that multiple paths, right? That the amount of agency that game gives players and you're trying to embed that into your class in a longer format. Like, so Chuck's is an example of like a one day lesson. Like you're going to take that and then expand it out. I think that's going to be genius. And I hope we get to do a follow up when, when we, when we see how that all worked out, I'm sure there are going to be parts of it that don't work for you, but I think the goal is a worthy pursuit. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited to give it a, sh a, a shot. I, I think that like there's always things that I tweak and, and stuff as we go, but it's also just nice to go into what can always be a bit of a slug as far as content um, with a little bit of renewed energy as well, right? And and feel like, hey, I can I can you know bump this up and and uh, and make this a lot more engaging for the kids. So. That's awesome. I mean, I like that. Like, why not invest some of our time and talent in that? If you're a brand new teacher, uh, get your get your feet under you first. I mean, like, we're not trying to say like you should be doing all of these crazy things your first year by any means, but no. like, have an eye on that. You know, uh, another guest we had on here, uh, Paul Yenny, like second year teacher, and he's already starting to dabble with gamification elements while he's mm -hmm. still trying to do that because it's who he wants to become and jason and i have taught for That's a while amazing. so now we can spend a little more time with a little more involved ideas but i'm i'm excited where education's going because we're open to new possibilities i'm excited where the world's going because it seems like we're open to new ideas and i just don't want to slip back into the way it has always been i think Anybody that's read my book and followed my work, like, I want us to do it different. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the way it's always been hasn't been a success story. You know, our, traditionally, we, we have a, a structure that celebrates the same kids and, and ignores the same kids, right? And so when you look at games, especially games that are, you know, varied and, and collaborative and, and those types of things, now we're lifting up and elevating voices in in your classroom that really 
haven't had the opportunity to do that in the past, right? And I think that's the most exciting thing for me is every time we try out a new experience, you see a new type of leader in your in your classroom, and and someone surprises you with uh, with how they approach something uh, with their team, and it's it's never not amazing. To, it's never to not watch. amazing. I love it. I mean, like that's perfectly i mean i i hope people out there give a playful learning a chance i hope people out there like hear what we're talking about hear the excitement in our voice hear the changes that are possible when we ourselves are allowing ourselves to sort of change and grow a little bit try something new jason's not saying that he's got this all figured out and that it's going to be perfect on the rollout but he's got a belief in where it's going right and and the skills the ideas you're going to learn on that journey it's worth the journey, right? Yeah. Well, and let's be honest with ourselves. We got teachers and kids that are going to be coming back in the fall, potentially with a lot of anxiety and a lot of feelings. And, you know, I, I do worry that we're going to, to allow that to take us back to a place where we just go to the where you're just pushing worksheets and, and stuff like that. Right. And we need like the kids that, we just need to be able to have some fun and and remember that that's why we're we're there to to enjoy what we're doing and to learn in a fun authentic way um i i think that's going to be the the make or break moment in the fall is can we can we return to a a more like you said joyful playful approach to to learning my hope is yes, and my hope that we all are in this together to remember it, it is important for us to bring that joy, right? Find that joy in the journey and bring it into our classrooms, whether our classrooms are virtual or some hybrid, or if we're back in the same classrooms, if we're back in the same classrooms with some new policies of everybody being in their own little bubble, whatever it is, like we, we need to make sure that we, we bring that joy for our students. Well, Jason, it is that time already. And uh, so here we go. Today's quote comes by comes to us from Ray Bradbury. Uh, I thought I'd pick a quote about mysteries, and we talked a little bit about a murder mystery game here. Uh, mysteries abound where most. Oh, sorry, mysteries abound most where we seek for answers. How's that hit you? Mysteries abound most where we seek for answers. Um, I, I guess that kind of takes me to a, a place where we're like, if you're asking the right questions, it leads to more better questions, you know? And, and uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that whenever I'm seeking answers, I usually, especially these days, end up with more questions uh, than I went in with. But I like it for me. It's the, it's the same as what you said. I mean, right? Like, g explore that unknown. Lean into the mysteries of life, of our classrooms, of learning. Uh, it's, again, that challenge of that status quo, right? It's, it's believing there is another better way to, to, to crack the code that's going to drive us. So right on. I, I dig it. 
All right, everybody. Uh, once again, I gotta say thank you for letting me take some of your your brain space today, Jason. Thank you for coming on to the show. It's thank been an absolute much. joy. Uh, I hope we can have many more discussions in the future. Thank you so much for being part of Teachers Table as well. Uh, that's been a fun new addition that I hope people on this podcast check out on my YouTube channel. And uh, I hope the rest of you guys have a great, great day. Get on out there and play on.